0: Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, let me tell you, you're in for a treat with my good friend, founder of Conscious Habit and president of Sandler Training Trust Point, Amy Woodall. She's about to fire you up or get you centered. How do you measure your daily success? One of the components that I am personally always paying attention to is my consciousness. How conscious was I today? there are some statistics that say that we spend 95% of our day unconscious, meaning we're just repeating behavior that's hardwired with on our brain from yesterday or the day before or five years ago, et cetera. So really we're just on repeat, which can make life feel a little bit like it's on autopilot, like we're in a bit of a rut, et cetera. I'm, such a proponent of measuring our consciousness because I think that not only does it help us feel more engaged in our life and in our workplace, but it also helps us feel more engaged with other people. And here's the truth of the matter. Every day with every interaction, people can either feel better or worse for being in your presence. And that is something for us to not take lightly. So in my work in coaching and, and training executives, I've come up with this conscious equation. Now, I use equation very lightly, guys, uh, because I don't know that this is exactly mathematically correct, but I did want to share with you that I I have sort of this recipe of what I believe are the important components of our consciousness. And number one is awareness. How aware are you of yourself? how other people perceive you, and how aware are you of what's happening around you. So awareness is big. Uh, if we are not being aware in that moment, then we are letting our preconceived notions drive our outlook. And as I've mentioned uh, in one of our the previous talks, it was in the, the drama talk, is that our eyes see what our brain believes. And so if we're not in this state of awareness, we are not really telling reality as it is. We're telling reality as our brain would like us to see it. So that measurement of awareness. Number two is ownership. And man, if I had a mission on this planet, it is to help raise the consciousness, but it's also to get as many people to own their stuff as possible. So when I say ownership, I mean really taking a step back and saying, how do I feel about this? How do I want to show up? It's really asking the how and understanding our own motives, right? Of how do I want to show up? How am I seeing this situation? You know, why am I frustrated with this person, et cetera? Whether we want to shift our consciousness uh, in that present moment of being proactive or whether it's reactive, right? Really digging into the ownership piece. The next component is presence. And presence is so important for us to understand that distinction between ourselves and the ego. And I discussed ego in a previous episode. Uh, I practice my, my presence practice is twice a day meditation. It has been life changing because it's, it's made me more aware of my thoughts. By the way, if you're curious about meditation, I went through a pretty intense several hundred hour meditation certification a few years ago so that I could teach this in my coaching and in training with clients because learning how to master the mind is one of the most important parts of us mastering our lives and becoming more effective leaders and professionals. So your presence, how often is your mind in the here and now versus yesterday or tomorrow? And you can practice presence by some simple anchoring exercises. If you recognize, oh man, I am not in this room, I am not paying attention to what this person's saying, or I'm just not even present in my work. Anchor. So stop, and you could look around the room and do a naming exercise. This is a cup. This is a pen. This is my computer. uh, This is my phone, et cetera. Or you could take a few minutes to breathe and just pay attention to your breath. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. Now, our minds, they're all over the place. So presence is a practice, just like working out is a practice think of it like taking your mind to the gym. The first time you go to the gym, if you were gonna try to do a pull-up, it would be impossible. be like, oh my gosh, I could not do a pull-up, not even remotely, I'm terrible, I suck at this. And if you walked away and never came back again, you'd never master that pull-up. Same with mindfulness. If the first time you sit down, your brain can't concentrate for more than two seconds and you give up, well, you're never gonna master it. And by the way, mastering the mind does not mean clearing the mind because that's impossible. Thoughts are involuntary, just like your heart beating is involuntary, but it's learning how to notice the thoughts, you know, and learn how to detach from the thoughts. So presence. Okay. All of this divided by ego. And I am such a big component of understanding that you are not your ego Uh, give it a name, call it out, call it BS. When it starts to get negative and judge you or other people around you, master the ego because as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, you can serve the greater good or you can serve your ego, but you can't do both. And if we're coming into situations and serving ego, I can tell you people are probably not going to feel great when they're in your presence because it's going to feel selfish. Even if it's serving other people, right? Even if that's what our ego is telling us to do is serve other people as a means of approval, it's not going to be authentic. So learn to master your ego and then we can serve from this place of authenticity. Now, all of this multiplied by love. And I know that that sounds hokey, but man, I am telling you, if we can learn how to show up, with unconditional love for ourselves and in our lives, the results that change are incredible because when we show up with unconditional love, we actually can hold people accountable more authentically. We can um, drive to results with a higher good in mind. We can coach people from a place of radical acceptance rather than from this place of ego. When we learn to accept and love ourselves, we can show up devoid of ego because we know like, hey, I'm good no matter this outcome, and I'm going to learn a lesson. And if I screw up, I screw up. I'm going to take ownership, and I'm going to be willing to learn from that. One of the most magical practices that I have personally learned that's elevated my life and that I am a big proponent of teaching to all clients is how are you interjecting love into your day? To just spend a few minutes this morning just giving love to yourself, acceptance, validation, so that you don't need it from other people and then you can give it to other people? We can't give to others what we don't have for ourselves and workplaces that adopt this idea of love have happier people. They get more results. And even though it sounds like this, oh yeah, it's this utopic you know, thing that you're thinking of, it doesn't mean they're devoid of problems or they never have issues. It just means they can get to solution faster. So guys, that conscious equation again, your ownership, your awareness, your presence, divided by your ego and multiplied by love. If nothing else, go sprinkle that love stuff on something today. And the worst thing that's going to happen is somebody will feel a heck of a lot better for being in your presence. And that ain't so bad. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.